You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 22. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and that was my daughter Meredith. And this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. One of the happy results of this podcast is that my kids love listening. It's, it's been a great opportunity to teach my kids truths in God's Word, and it gives us a platform to discuss things. So my encouragement to you is if you have kids or teens in your life, don't underestimate the power of listening in the car to and from places to this very podcast and then talking about it. It has really been an unexpected surprise that my kids enjoy listening, even though I'm teaching it. And then it gives us, again, a platform to be able to talk about God's word and the songs that we're listening to on the radio. Another result of my podcast is that my husband and my kids are always on the lookout for which song I can feature next. And my seven-year-old daughter, Meredith, picked this week's song, Wake, by Hillsong Young and Free. In fact, I asked her about it. Okay, Meredith, why did you pick this week's song, Wake? Because I listened to it at church. Okay, and what else did you tell me about it? It has verses in between. Well, how do you know? Because I watched the video. And what shows on the video? It shows the lyrics and the verses. And so you thought it would be a good um, song for me to do on the podcast? Yes. Okay. Thank you. She was a little shy to elaborate, but she was really excited the day that she came back from Children's Church and they had played this song because the music video for the song contained scriptures that popped up on the screen and she knew that that fact would make it a viable candidate for the podcast. Again, very cool that my young daughter would understand that what was important about the song is that it included scripture, something I definitely want her to believe and to live out. Now, I first heard this song at a women's conference on the opening night. It included a great light show. We had glow sticks. There was great energy. Ended with confetti falling from the ceiling. I loved it. It does kind of have that dance party feel. My girls and I love that we've added it to our playlist. It gives us a good reason to open up that sunroof and turn up the volume and get a little crazy. Now, before we play any of the song this week, there is something on my heart that I really want to address. Now, I'm a Cajun girl, and I live in Cajun country in South Louisiana. And because I'm a Cajun girl, that means that even while I'm talking to you on this podcast, I am using my hands. Like you can see me or something. It's kind of crazy. I don't think I'll ever video myself doing a podcast because I talk with my hands so much. But um, being Cajun also means that I love food. And if you're a good Cajun, while you're eating good food, you talk about what you ate last. And then you talk about what you're going to eat next. I'm just saying. So for those Cajuns out there or Cajun lovers out there, you know what I'm talking about. 
All right. And then also being a good Cajun and being a part of a Cajun family means that you're probably going to get into a heated discussion at some point as about who is related to who. Now, somebody from somewhere else in the U.S. tell me that they do that too, but we've had major knockdown drag out fights about whether or not that guy was, was a cousin or a brother-in-law or no, no, that was his, his nephew that died. No, no, I don't know. Anyway, just heated discussions about who is related to who. We're pretty passionate about our, about our food and about um, our heritage. We're also passionate about football, specifically LSU and the Saints. And in our area, we have the Raging Cajuns at UL Lafayette. And so I say all of that because I've seen enthusiasm, okay? I've seen enthusiasm in my Cajun family, in my husband's Cajun family. I've seen enthusiasm at the dinner table. I've seen enthusiasm when discussing who is related to who. And I've seen some downright jumping up and down, screaming, and like tears of joy when it comes to a great play in the swamp, in Death Valley, or in the Superdome. Now, recently, I had the privilege of meeting Chris Reese, and uh, he came to our church recently, and Chris is the former NFL Saints player who recovered an onside kick in Super Bowl 44, which was in 2010. And that onside kick, by the way, was part of what led uh, the Saints to a Super Bowl victory that year. And Chris and I were talking backstage in between services, and he said, it's crazy, it's funny. People were coming up to him that morning and saying stuff like, I remember where I was when you recovered that football. Now that is passion. And I'm a pretty passionate gal. I'm not sure if you noticed that from my podcast, but I can get excited about stuff. I love music. I love God's word. I think you already know that. But I like music. It moves me. It, it makes me want to tap my foot. I've been known to dance around in my kitchen with or without my children uh, or on stage in, in on the worship team at church. And but that same those same three services with Chris Reese where folks were displaying their passion and love for Saints football, I saw a whole lot of people with their mouths shut and their arms crossed during worship. Now I'm gonna jump and dance around on stage or off stage in front of you or not in front of you because I love music and I love Jesus and it's fun. And it's just like it's fun to cheer and go crazy at a football game. And now I realize that not all of you are go crazy, make a fool at a football game kind of person or specifically at church either. But the cry of my heart that morning in worship was twofold and it continues to be. Number one, God may my worship be to an audience of one. I don't want my crazy jumping around, getting into the groove of the music for anyone else, but for God alone. And that is my prayer. But my prayer also was, God, please touch the heart of your people and give them permission to feel, to respond with passion, and to give back to you in worship just a fraction of the love that you have bestowed upon us. God, help them wake up. God, indeed, wake within them. So what am I trying to say? Well, I give you permission to allow God to wake within you. 
I give you permission to feel as excited about what God has done for you as you do about a football game or some other passion that you have. And then show him. Not so that your crazy local worship leader can see you, but because you are worshiping to an audience of one. Now, what gives me the right to give you this permission? Well, only scripture. And if you just read 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14, you'll see David. And it says, David danced before the Lord with all his might. And you know me, I did a little word study to see what the words with all meant and what might meant. And it basically means what it says with everything, with the whole, his whole being, with all his might. And might can be translated as boldness, as loud. It can be translated might, power, strength. So with all of his strength, with all that was within him, probably pretty loud and extravagant, David danced before the Lord. He was moved to praise him and to jump around a little bit and get a little excited. And uh, so enough of my soapbox right now. I really want to jump into this song, but it is kind of more of a dance party feel to it. And I just want to give you permission to go ahead and use it to praise God and maybe on Sunday morning show a little bit more emotion than you're used to. Um, it should be fun. Break of day, in hope we rise, we speak your name and lift our eyes. Love it. Psalm chapter 5 verse 3 says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. So when is the last time that you really did that? I am not so much a morning person. Um, It's kind of like I I saw on Pinterest the other day one of those coffee cups that showed when the coffee cup was full and it said, don't even think about it. And about halfway it says, just a little more. And then uh, um, where there's just a little bit sip left, it says, now you may speak. And I need one of those. So I'm really not as much of a morning person, but I will tell you what, there's, there's some power. When I do roll out of bed and immediately focus my mind on, on God and, and, and call out to him, Psalm, the Psalm says, in the morning, you hear my voice. And in the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. That's the part that I think perhaps we are lacking. We don't wait expectantly to hear what he's going to say back or to see what his response will be. So I love that this song might encourage us to do that. Not only because the song encourages us to do that, but Christ himself did that. If you read in the New Testament, he would often in the early hours of the morning go and go off by himself and pray and connect with his heavenly father. Then the next lyric says, tune our hearts into your beat. Now getting in sync with God's rhythm, with God's rhythm, not the rhythm of the world around us, because that's a little bit frantic. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but it's going a little fast, the world around us, but God's rhythm. And Jesus taught his disciples that if he, if they had seen him, then they had seen the father. Now that is in sync. So I love this prayer of tuning our hearts into your beat. Um, 
It's a, a little bit more modern way of putting it, but just get us in sync, Lord, with what you have for us. And then the next line says, where we walk, there you will be. Now, this is not a claim that God's going to walk where we walk, but it really is a commitment from us to God that we will walk where he leads. And just a warning here, other places in scripture says that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So be careful what you're committing to, but I encourage you to go ahead and do it because it does lead to a prosperous life. And how can I even say that? Because it says so in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 32 through 33. It says, be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience. There's our word walk. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Great stuff. of the song kind of led me to an area of scripture in Isaiah chapter 58. And I've got to give you the context. Don't forget all of these scriptures that I'm mentioning on the podcast I link to in my show notes. And I would love for you to go and then read those verses in context. Of course, I'm making a point. It's still true. What I'm talking about is more of topical. And so we're jumping around in scripture today. But um, if you read these verses in context, it'll give you a better understanding of what's happening when they were written so that you can understand fully how they can be applied to your life today. But Isaiah 58 is a chapter where God is calling the people of Israel on the carpet. He is saying there's a verse in there that says they seem eager for God to come near, but... And so he's really kind of calling them out and saying, you say that you want to be close to me, but, and then he goes into this section of scripture, starting in verse six of Isaiah 58, it says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? So he's getting ready to define one of the verses above. It says, we're fasting in your name and, and you're not showing up for us. I mean, we're, we're doing all these, we're sacrificing our, for our, ourselves for you and you're not showing up. And so God's saying, okay, well, this is the kind of fasting that I have chosen for you. So verse 6, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. 
The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Now that's some powerful stuff. And the song lyrics say, with fire in our eyes, our lives alight, your love untamed, it's blazing out. The streets will glow forever bright. Your glory is breaking through the night, which sounds great when you're jumping around with a light show, glow sticks and confetti falling, which I've mentioned I love. But let's have all of that plus a little doing away with the yoke of oppression, plus spending ourselves in behalf of the hungry, plus satisfying the needs of the oppressed. And it says in that scripture, then your light will break forth. Then your light will rise in the darkness. That is the glory of God breaking through the darkness. That is the kind of light that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 5, when he says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, you didn't miss the part in Isaiah. You didn't miss the part about being like a well-watered garden, did you? Like a spring whose waters never fail? What? In episode 19, we talked about it when we, when we reviewed Thrive. We talked a lot about the fountain of living water that lives in us and that we will thrive when we're planted by the streams of water. And of course, we, we are planted by those streams of water, by our love for the word and our meditation on God's word. And then here, we are like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. That's us. That's us, not because of anything we are or have done, but because of the spring of living water that dwells within us. In reading the story behind this song, Alice Pappas from Hillsong Young and Free revealed that he had been reading Psalm 100 when he wrote the song. And it's one of his favorites. And one of his favorite parts of the psalm is the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And this is what led to that line. You will never fade away. Your love is here to stay. So I want to read to you the entirety of Psalm 100. It's just five verses. It says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout loud. Remember we talked about David dancing with all his might and that that was probably loud? Well, shout, shout to the Lord, all the earth. We sang a song on Sunday that said shout and people were standing there with their arms crossed. Okay, I digress. 
Anyway, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing and with joy and acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Don't you love it? Can't you tell that that really is the inspiration for this entire song? But the song also reminds us that God is by our side and in our lives, shining through us every day. Remember, I talked about the light. We are the light of the world, Christ said. But in Isaiah chapter 60, in verses 1 through 3, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. That is is heavy. If we will shine, and by what I mean by shine is if we will reflect the light of God upon us, then nations will come to our light. And I have a really heavy heart for my local community and our whole church does. It's exciting. That's part of why I'm a part of the church that I am. We just have a heart for our community. And this verse is saying that nations and kings will come to God's light upon us. Much less a small town in Louisiana, if nations and kings are going to be drawn to that light, how much more your town, how much more your community, how much more your family, how much more um, your baseball teams or your schools or whatever other groups that you're a part of, how much more. Will they come to your light? So Meredith was right. This is a great song and it's full of scriptural truth. And it's fun to dance to and it's full of life and light if we will allow Christ to wake us up. And on that note, it leads me to a final scripture reference. And this comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. And if you listened to last week's podcast, my challenge to you was to read all the way through Ephesians several times this last week and to focus in on some scriptures. And so hopefully you've read Ephesians chapter 5 recently. But um, verse 13 through 15 says, When anything is exposed by the light... It becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. I love it. There we see it. We see a call to wake up spiritually. We see a call to walk in obedience with wisdom. We see a a call to let Christ shine on us. 
And for goodness sakes, please do it with a little joy and a little passion, and you won't regret it. So what's next? Well, I have a doozy of a challenge for you this week. I want you to memorize Psalm 100. And before you shake your head and give up and fast forward through the end of this podcast episode or just continue listening and not do anything about it, please know that my seven-year-old memorized it last year in first grade. And if your argument then is that you're too old to do anything like that, you're just not good at it, just remember God's word calls us to hide his word in our hearts. I think that there's just a lot of evidence to show that we really should be internalizing God's word. And I love that word internalizing. Um, it's It really means the same thing as memorizing, but it also has a little bit more depth to it. The idea that we're not just Um, chunking something in our memory that we can spit out later, but that it really means something and um, that we can pull it out and that the Holy Spirit can pull it out at opportune times to apply to our lives. So memorize or internalize. I want you to do that with Psalm 100 this week. And uh, you can do it. I mean, you should be able to memorize a verse a day for five days and then spend the next two days just reviewing. And so I want to give you some tips to do that. First of all, just know that saying a verse a hundred times in one day is not as helpful as saying it every day for a hundred days. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying you have to say it every day for a hundred days, but I just, just the concept there. But to get started, I want you to read each new verse 10 times. And when you're reading it, I want you to look at each word, covering each word as if you were photographing it with your eyes. So it would be very helpful to do this with a paper copy of your Bible. So not on um, like a Kindle version or the U version or anything like that of, of a electronic version of the Bible. It's going to be easier if you can kind of visualize it on the page. And so then I want you to say the verses out loud to yourself, and I want you to use the verse number. For example, you would say, 101, shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. 102, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy. And then you want you to cover the page and recite that one verse 10 times. I did two verses there, but the, so that first day you would do 101, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. And you would do that. And you would say that out loud to yourself 10 times, and then you would cover the page and recite it from memory 10 times. And that's it for day one. And then the next day you start off by, by reciting that first verse that you learned the day before 10 times. And then you do the process to learn the next new verse, which is covering it with your eyes as if photographing it with your eyes, reading it out loud 10 times, then covering it up and saying it to yourself 10 times. Then the third day, you will um, recite the previous day's verse 10 times. Then you will recite all the verses together once. So this is that third day. You're going to recite verses one and two together, and then you're going to learn Follow the same procedure to learn verse 3. I am going to write out these detailed instructions for all five verses in this week's show notes. I really think that you can do it. So if you go to michellenizat.com forward slash 22, you'll see all of the notes from today's episode. And it'll give you detailed instructions of how to memorize Psalm 100. And then let me know how you're coming along with it. You can hop on Twitter. I'm at Michelle Nizat or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Michelle L. Nizat. And let's talk about what you're learning. Or better yet, you can leave a comment on this week's show notes at michellenizat.com 
forward slash 22. I would love to hear from you. So just a few quick announcements before we leave for today. I am preparing to create some new Bible study resources and I need your help. I want to make sure that these resources are exactly what you need. I don't want to make it up in my own mind thinking that you need something that you don't really need. So I'm going to be reaching out to my email list for feedback. And those on my email list will not only have the opportunity to help me develop just the right tools, but they will have free access to the new tools as soon as they're released. And I really, really want you to be in on this process. So if you would, go visit my homepage, michellenizat.com, and subscribe by giving me your name and email address in the box on the right. I promise I won't share your information and I'm not going to bombard you with email, but I really want to include you in on this process. Next, I really appreciate your reviews on iTunes. It's an encouragement to me, but it's also a testimony to others that this podcast is really worth listening to, and it helps keep my podcast visible to new listeners. So my promise to you is that if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. So head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash review, and it should take you to the page to review the, the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will be on Indescribable by Chris Tomlin. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I would really appreciate it. I've made it really easy, and with one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 22. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.